Slow man, welcome to 9000 episode 144. Je t'aime. You know what? Je the future. Moi aussi. This is your podcast from the future, from this living room, from this planet, from this galaxy, from this reality, uh-huh. perhaps from another reality. Yeah, keep it going. What do you think about that? I think about Mirror World. I think about Mirror World too. Actually, I thought about Mirror World just the other, just yesterday. If you take a look at the show image, it's from a movie, a French sci-fi film from, I believe, the 60s this called... This show image, not Mirror World show. This show image yeah. called Je t'aime, Je t'aime. Two t'aimes. Je t'aime, Je t'aime. I love you twice. You know, for this podcast, I love you once. Thank you. Um, but this podcast, or I mean this movie, excuse me, this sci-fi film uh, from France, from the, let's say, late 60s, is about a, a lovesick guy, I think, who like tries to kill himself. And then he gets put into this program and they have this weird kind of conch shaped device that he enters Excuse into. Excuse me. And then he's sitting in this giant conch, conch, this giant bean bag. Wait a minute. Conch? I think it's conch, a conch shell. No. Conch. Well, you're, you're probably not going to listen to this anyway, conch. so you could look it up if you want. I'll look it up. I'm not uh, so he, so he's in this giant bean bag and next to him, there's a little like bean bag end table with a plastic bubble holding a little white mouse. But as he relaxes, he all of a sudden just drops into different parts of his life in the past, I believe. Conch. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it. Everyone heard it. Keep going. Uh, and it got me thinking, Mark, about the mirror world. So imagine this. You could, you could strap into some sort of device. Your entire consciousness would probably have to have been uploaded to the AI. But you can travel back to a point in your past. Say you have a major regret. Okay. For you, maybe it's leaving AOL. If you'd stayed there and cashed in. Not a regret. In, let's just say for the sake of argument, it was your regret. Pick a different regret. Say you go back there and you decide to My stay. My regret is that I didn't start New Age Dad with you 10 years earlier. That is a regret. Okay, yeah. let's go. Okay. But that's a more complicated for the, for the purpose of what I'm trying to say. That's more <laughs> complicated. You, say you go back to AOL. You don't walk out or maybe you don't show up to work in flip-flops. Whatever it was that got you fired. And so from that moment, your life would change, right? And we all know that's a ripple effect. It's dominoes. It's impossible to predict. The multiverse, Josh. Right. But could AI get so sophisticated that it could, it could take all the probabilities of all the possible futures, all the possible outcomes, and you could actually like live a mirror world reality based on correcting your regret? Ooh. This is what you've been thinking on, huh? Just uh, yesterday. While I was folding laundry. Uh-huh. Great. Wow, okay. <laughs> so nice to host this a podcast with someone who, world. who I this whole thing's a continuation. Oh, it is. It's one long story. It's a, it's a constant conversation. Remember Which that is day. also a T, right? Constant conversation. Constant I, comment. Constant comment. Comment. Constant comment. 144, je t'aime. Episode 144. <clears throat> Should we head to the social medias? Sorry, I, now that we're filming this on... I, I'm getting distracted by all sorts of visuals. Well, you're always getting distracted. I was going to say something. Visuals like trails? Are you micro-dosing? 
No, I was going to say something about... I forgot. Look at this. Episode 144, Je T'aime. Je T'aime. Uh, Je T'aime Mark Peacock Brush. I forgot to introduce you. Uh, you know, Natural Products Insider. Whatever. Pegasus of the... <laughs> Pony show. Pegasus of the Pony show. And me, I'm Josh Tyson, and I. He owns the salon. I was going to say I'm a producer. <laughs> <laughs> that one was a lot of fun last week. That's like, that's like the new. I went to a meeting this week. Did you? Like a. Of food folks in Denver. Lovely people. Th- this is you trying to get in ground level on the I'm underst- political scene here in town. Oh, boy. Next chapter. Food politics. It was. So it's a, it's a meeting of a little council, but it's open to the public. And they were like maybe five people from the public and they were all introducing them sort of around the table. Who is everybody? And I was the last one. So you're public in this instance. It's just so weird for the insider to be on the outside. Oh, yes, I looking was outsiding. In. The, Oh, so this, I'm this person. I run this nonprofit and I'm on the council. Uh, I'm just a community member. I'm a consultant. Oh, four of them in a row consultants. So by the time it got to me, I'm like, well, I'm not calling myself a consultant. You're a musician. I'm going to call myself a producer. No, equally as meaningless. I I was a journalist. And then I, instead of saying consultant. You've never been a journalist, have you? Yes. You've only worked for advertorial publications. I write, I just submitted an article last week, this week, yesterday. About the gut brain axis to nutrition business journal. The Wall Street Journal of the food industry. Okay, oh you're a journalist. Oh my God. You're a journalist. As a journalist working for some business publications in the food industry. Salty. And, Salty. And then if saying, instead of saying I'm a consultant to the food industry, I said, and I work with large food companies on innovation and blah, blah, blah. You know. Just couldn't use that word again. Would have been a perfect time to say, I host a podcast from the future called Natch 9000 <laughs> or 9000. Yep. Could have had five new listeners right there. Your fellow public. Don't want them. All right. Uh, visiting the social medias that I've saved. As we begin most episodes, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, Chef Dan Barber. We're going to hit, uh, you didn't say it, Alkaline Vegan News. Well, I'm starting with Chef Dan Barber. It's not always Alkaline Vegan News. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just whatever I say from social media. Longtime listeners will know I am off Instagram. Don't pay attention. Yeah. I got this wrong. I'm really sorry. Well, it's to be expected. I am excited for this keto crotch when we get to that one. But every year, with... go ahead, go ahead. Every year, Blue Hill cooks make Stop a being so salty. Oh, go ahead. Every year, Blue Hill cooks make a pilgrimage up to see the Oracle of Soil Health, Klaus Martens, in Penyon, New York. On this visit, they helped him dig up rapeseed in the frost, better known as canola, a crop made universal when Canada rebranded rapeseed under the banner of Canadian oil. I never knew that. I.e. canola. How about that? Above ground, all you see is snow. Below, the rapeseed's roots shoot down over a foot in length, creating a wonderfully aggregated soil structure. Klaus double plants rapeseed with clover. The rape takes up nitrogen from the soil. Farmers call this a heavy feeding crop, or a PIG, while clover fixes it back into the soil. They work in tandem. What's more, rapeseed's root system breaks up and softens the soil, making a great environment for future crops. Uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about diversity and rotation crops to improve soil biology, but we rarely talk about crops that create the physical structure for those organisms to thrive without the right environment, room to maneuver and breathe. Biology cannot thrive. Can you keep reading? Unfortunately, there's not a big culinary market for this miracle crop. Stop! There's like four more paragraphs. 
It's almost all genetically modified and used as animal feed and, of course, canola oil. Oh, and not. I would add is called rapeseed. More. That's not going to look good on a box. No, rapes, you had to rebrand that. Yeah. Uh, Especially if, like, you're talking about the rape. Yeah, the rape the rape in the soil. I the don't know. The rape takes up nitrogen from the soil. Mm, that's, it gets very dark. It's dark. Very quick. Lee. Very quick. Lee. Um, um, uh, it begs to be bitten, to, to be eaten raw, though. Rapeseed? No. Uh, rapeseed greens. Hey, look. It's I'm like just mustard excited. greens, but with a richer... Smart, smarter thinking about agriculture and farming. Absolutely. Co... Co... Co-crops. You'd be forgiven for thinking that what smart the rotations, chef in this photo is smart holding coverage. is like a super-sized nug. It looks like a giant... Symbiosis. Giant yeah. fluff nug. It does? Oh, I guess it could. Yeah. It's, it's partly the light. Me. Yeah. He's out there at night sparking you, it up. You see what you want to see. All right, Mark, let's move on to Alkaline Vegan News. Since once again, I deliver a payload, you have very little useful commentary. That's what she said. I'm talking about the future here. I'm talking about revitalizing soil structures. But that's the thing. As we know, listeners of this podcast know, the future is often about the past. Okay, I got it. Future. You're all about the future today. Strawberries from the future. Strawberries dried. and Oh, that was that voice that I liked from last time. Making a repeat appearance from episode 143. Uh, what was it? The mirror world. <laughs> All right. Strawberries dried in the oven taste like candy, but are healthy and natural. Hey! Nice and easy. You preheat the oven to 200 degrees Fahrenheit, line it with parchment. I think I did this one. Slice the strawberries. Did you do this? Did you actually make this? No, but I put this in here because you know what it reminded me of? That my son is allergic to strawberries, so this is useless to me? No. Yeah, which, thank you. Which son is al- allergic to strawberries? Well, we think Arius might be. He gets hives. Strawberries? It's, it seems like a few days after eating strawberries. I don't know if that's the strawberries <laughs> that's or not. Tenuous. A few days after eating strawberries seems odd. A day, let's say. I think I think a f- that would be more instant. I don't know, Mark. Because uh, last time I checked, you were a journalist and not a doctor. No, I know enough. I know about hives. What do you know about hives? <laughs> Are they bad? Do you get a lot of them? Itchy? Or just a few? Uh, he'll get a spot, like patch of like eight. Oh, eight. We were thinking they were spider bites for a while, but then eight we were told this, a spider doesn't bite, 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 bite. No. A spider bites and flees. Not a cluster bite. Not a cluster bite. Could be a little... Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you figured out. It's yeah. not that bad yet. Thanks for rubbing salt in the wound with this post. Okay. Well, the rest of the family could enjoy this. Did you know, Mark? This reminded okay. me of when we flew our tiny little buns out to Cold Spring. My buns aren't tiny. I have <laughs> no, a deep very- ass. <laughs> Let's not forget. Show the proper respect. How can we forget about your crevice? I was just—it oh. was itching this morning. So uh, it's that time of year, seasons change. Well, it's the present. It's preparing for the future. That's a lyric. Seasons change. It's from a Future Island song. Yep. Seasons change. That Letterman performance, magical. Well, it's the, from the album version too. The lyrics remain the same. I know that, but it, that was the performance. You got to keep that, up with the jumps. I do. I'm like a hurdler. <laughs> You're normally very good at that. This reminds me of, or no, it was one of our first audio segments from Mr. Mm. Bittman on eggplant candy. Remember? Egg pl- oh, when he accidentally made accidentally eggplant Accidentally made eggplant. Oh, he threw it in the oven with some olive oil, salt, and pepper, and just cooked the hell out of it until it caramelized. And was it done. wasn't quite that, though. He'd thrown it in the oven, and then he was watching Gross and- Point Blank drinking wine, I think. Right. And then came back to it later and was like, like uh-oh. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, my God. 
Shout out to Mark Bittman. Launched a new magazine. Godspeed. I don't a, know what it's called. Oh, really? Well, I know what it's called, oh, but I'm not going to bring dumb. that up. I'm not going to bring that up. You told me about it. I'm not going to bring it up. All right. Our condolences. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an association with Medium. You find it online. I hope it's great. There were some road bumps. I think it, it had a name. It we don't, it's not going to have that name. We're taking the high That's road all, on this I'm one, taking Mark. the high road, <laughs> yeah. Did you know, Mark, that weighted blankets, were, they were created to resemble the benefits of DPT? That is deep touch pressure therapy. That's what she said. And it increases the release of serotonin. Weighted blankets have been found to help with anxiety, which Mark suffers from. They can increase oxytocin in the brain and help people with sensory processing disorders feel more calm. I don't think I suffer from anxiety. I think I suffer from tension, some sort of tension syndrome. I think it's self-induced anxiety. Well, it could be anxiety into a tension condition that creates all the Well, that's the manifestation of your anxiety. Your anxiety, the root of your anxiety is that your personality seeks nothing. You you want to control. You like a controlled environment where you can predict outcomes. I'm in the midst of chaos now with the basement. I am so out of control. I'm off kilter all day and night. I wake up off kilter. Oh, yeah, you got to. Why does this thing turn off all the damn time? Oh, no. Should I stop this one? No. I don't know why it turns off sometimes. Oh, we're still doing it. Oh, all right. There's going to be a little blip in the video feed. That's all you need to know. Great. Mark. Oh, yeah. You can watch it on YouTube. Check it out. Your anxiety, buddy. (laughs) You just, you want to control. Right. A world that cannot be controlled. That's all. Okay. Maybe a weighted blankie. This is better with both ear cups. I prefer it with both. Um, I'm sure you do. W- weighted blankie, compression clothing. Hey, just feeling cozy. Just nothing feeling, wrong with that. Feel it. Yeah. It feels good to feel cozy. Sometimes. Well, when it's really hot, then maybe you don't want to feel. Or when, cozy. when your wife, la- yeah, when it's hot and your wife lays her leg on you in the middle of the night and you're like, ah, get it off me. There's that anxiety flaring up. Just, just simple human contact throws you into a tizzy at night. This is this is gonna lead nowhere. Get this off me. Wow, you, you already know it's going to lead nowhere. Middle of the night, everybody's asleep. Okay, that's just another source of anxiety, though, if you have that, that sexual tension bound up inside <laughs> of you. The body Crap. has many... I did not mean to open that door! Well, the no. body has many pressure release valves, Mark. You're making a joke. Learn to access each one in a moderate but healthy way. And I, I think some of your tension will disappear. Okay. Am I prescribing? You tell me to teach myself how to masturbate. Or how to, you know, take the signal that when the leg is flopped across the body, that's... Oh, it's go time. It's go time, man. You know? Okay, I'm on it. Um, so, I don't Look know about me, you. I think I'm blushing. I think we both are. That just got hot. Okay. It's uh, like that time I said I was thinking of kissing you. That was just last episode. You're talking about your hot dog breath. Go ahead. I was. The future's in flux, people. So. <laughs> future's in flux. Uh, okay. Weighted blankets. I, I got a lot of leftovers in my house. I'm packing up a lot of food for the kiddos to take to school. Here we go. Plastic versus glass. You're roping me in with this story. Anything I know I'm going to heat up again, I'm always putting in glass. Mm. I would prefer to send even things that I'm, you know, throwing in the, in the lunch bags going to school. I would prefer to use glass for that, but that seems like kind of a dangerous proposition recipe for disaster with some kids so i'll send them with plastic yep i don't like it right but here's the pros and cons uh plastic the pros costs less 
Stacks easily, lightweight. Great. <laughs> Cons contains toxins, stains, discolors, warps, scratches. 25% of landfill garbage is made up of plastics. Okay, well, it's not dishwasher safe. It is not oven safe. Vet that statistic. Go ahead. Pros of glass. Yes. Not toxic. Does not stain or hold odors. Microwavable. Oven safe. Oven? Can you put it in the oven? Pyrex. You can throw it in the oven. Pyrex. I wouldn't go high heat on just standard glass. Dishwasher safe. Nicer for nicer look for serving. <laughs> nicer look. Better for the environment. Cons cost more than plastic. Breakable. All right, couple couple quibbles here. Plastic is breakable. That right there, I think, is that they just did a great job of stating the obvious about both plastic and glass. I think I think this is one of those ones where they're trying to show you how obvious it is because just visually you look like, oh my god, look at all the so many more pros for glass, so many more cons for plastic. Oh, okay. I don't. I think this is a little cheeky. Uh, but you know, you can also stack glass. Every so. post can't be a home run. That's but true. I'm, I'm glad you saved it and brought it up to talk about on the show. I brought it up because it's something I think about a lot. And like, I, <laughs> you don't think about no, it. Well done. <laughs> I tried to knock you down. You got right back up. You can't knock me down, man. <laughs> and like, I can't do it. Do you try and remind yourself? I feel like every time I open something now, like a packaged good. Yeah. I remind myself that. You're now responsible for this piece of trash. I mean, you can throw it in the waste bin and it'll go to the landfill, but like that's yours. That's yours. And that's then on you start. You. you look at that that history, that trail of trash behind you. Now that can give you a panic sad, attack. Yeah. That is what should be giving you think tension. Think about mark. your life as a trail of trash. Ugh. Just think about all the things that you have consumed. to reckon with at the end. Just think of one good. Think of all the toothbrushes you've used in your life. What if those all of a sudden? What if every toothbrush you'd ever used was all of a sudden? In the trunk of your car, Mark. Then what? Toothbrush? That's not that. They're small. I know, but you'd be amazed by how many toothbrushes you've gone through. I bet it would fill the trunk of your car. You're almost 40 really? years old. Yeah, you're right. And I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about the ones you use for a couple of months. I'm talking about single-use toothbrushes, hotel toothbrushes. <sighs> Denti- free dentist toothbrushes. I'm talking about those because if you accept that gift, you are responsible for that trash even if you never used it. Yeah, but do I, you don't accept that gift? I, of course I do. I always accept I throw it right gift. in the travel bag. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Straight in the travel bag. All right, let me get my framing right here. Let's make sure you're framed. Ready? Mark Twain discusses fasting. Okay. A little starvation can really do more for the average sick man than can the best of medicines and the best of doctors. What were you doing there? Blowing away some cat hair. Oh, I thought you farted. No. You're trying to waft it about the room. I do not mean restricted diet. I mean total abstinence from food for one or two days. Total abstinence from food. I speak from experience. Starvation has been my cold and fever doctor for 15 years. Huh. And has accomplished a cure in all instances. I got better every time. Yeah. You know what's my favorite piece about this post? Is if you look at how angry he looks in that photo next to that quote. This is a very young Mark Fasting Twain. Fasting is good for you. He's like, mm. I never realized that his head would fit so neatly in a shoebox. It's very, yeah. Very rectangular. Look at that. Kind of like an obelisk. Even back then, he had that sort of bushy, uh, what do you call that? Mustache. Uh, special kind of mustache, though. Push broom? Broom something. Okay. A twain? I think they call it a twainer. So, you know, what's old is new. Fasting was, fasting is, fasting will be. Fasting will be. a podcast from the future. It is. But I like that idea. Will there be fasting in the future? You bet there will be. When I did my master cleanse You know who's a big intermittent fast, faster? Every hairdresser on the planet. Cory Booker. 
We oh, talked about it oh, on episode did. 142. Did I tell you that we realized this past week, you know, my wife frequently wakes up, doesn't have time for breakfast. Frequently wakes up? She frequently wakes up. Not every time. She almost. wakes up and frequently skips breakfast, Mark. Oh, yeah, it happens. You know, she'll head to the bathroom to get ready. She'll have a cup of coffee. She goes to work. She'll work all day and sometimes won't eat until the late afternoon. Yep. Not um, healthy, but happens. Actually, might be healthy because oh. that is intermittent fasting. So that means probably, I would say, two, uh, two days out of every week, she's giving her body that much time to digest that meal. She's getting the total poop out. So. I bet she doesn't have time to poop. That's another problem. No, they, they do find time. Sometimes she calls me when she, because like that's a time that's killing two birds with one snow. She has something she needs to tell me. Well, she. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she'd mind me telling you that. Because there's no shame in it. There's no shame. Everybody poops. I mean, I do work while I'm on the toilet. You do. I do most of my marketing work. <laughs> I'm pillow shitting and I'm posting. That's, oh. when I, that's when I use my Instagrams. Oh. That's kind of funny to think about, huh? I think about that when I look at Instagram. When I'm looking at someone's posts or something, any, some, anything someone's labored over, I'm like, there's a pretty good chance they did half of that on the toilet. Okay. It's the perfect time to tuck in. Why not? Uh, Robert, We're Dr. Robert Morris on dog behavior. food. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you put this in there? I don't know. Did I? All right, let's see what he's got. A young lad. In high school, I can't remember the dog, a golden retriever or something like that. It was a big, beautiful dog. Then I turned him to vegetarian. He came in and asked me, is it okay? And I said, dogs do better as vegetarians. Their, their hair does better. Their skin does better. And so he did. And the dog was just so nice. <laughs> so if you can, to a certain degree... So wait, the dog was nice as a result of being a vegetarian? ...and all that sort of thing in, these, in foods... Anything you're looking for, at least some organic meat and veggies. So if your dog is the type that likes the fruits and stuff, by all means, anything that's of a fruit or veggie would be would be okay. Uh, fruit may be even better because oh, remember dogs have a less digestive system than we do. So all right. Do- I don't know why that's in there. I don't think I put that in there. Well, now we know though. That's intriguing. You could, you could have a vegetarian dog. It'd be just fine. Is someone trying to call you, Mark? That's not me. Oh, maybe that's the kid's phone in the other room. The kid's phone? I mean, they have one of our old phones that they share. With, that has an active phone line? Oh, we had paying? an extra phone line. We have a uh, business plan, Mark. I don't know if you heard, but I'm a salon owner. Yeah, I know. Got a fully functioning business, a thriving oh, business, I might add. Good. So yeah, we need lots of phone lines. Got it. Uh, keto crotch. Oh, is a seriously smelly side effect of the popular poisonous fad diet. Whoa. Foods change strong the p- words, alkaline. Gosh. Yeah, foods change the PF or the pH, excuse me, of the body. When this happens, the body will emit certain odors. The keto or the PU of the body. <laughs> the keto diet will change your vaginal pH, which alters your vaginal odor, and it will not smell like roses. There's a for those, well, this is a strange graphic. The, the, I'm use. captivated by the graphic. Yeah, the woman in her underwear. It's a close-up of of her crotch. There are outlines of things that shouldn't be outlined in an Instagram post. We should flag this as inappropriate. Oh, because of the camel toe. Uh huh. But then there's all, she's holding a like a Polaroid of another woman 
holding going, her nose. Going, you. It begs kind of, the question, is that a picture of her? Is self. that herself? Is that a printed out so. selfie? I, I would hope so. If it's not, it's even weirder. It is. Like, hey, I'm... Either way, it's quite weird. If you, how did they arrange this I'm going to take a selfie doing this and then hold it here. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, you know, if it was a full body shot of someone doing that, you'd lose the impact of the crotch. Of course. Uh, anyway, I... Speaking of the salon, one of our stylists, Kelby. Kelby! Uh, he has been doing the keto diet for a while. He's, Do not get near his crotch then. Well, that's why I sent him this. Oh, good. He ha- he's dropped a lot of weight, though. He's actually been doing the Warriors classes that uh, my wife does. These insane workout classes. I, I went to one with him. I've been doing them here and there. We're all getting in shape because uh, good, healthy living is the future, Mark. Oh, God. Episode 100. Foods such 44. as meats combined with dairy and eggs have to make their way through the system. Imagine a garbage disposal loaded with rotting foods that begins to emit a horrendous oh. odor. Yeah, I'd rather not. That's your crotch, Josh. Jeez. On your keto diet. Mm. Fruits and vegetables, just like a dog. What are these other two? What, oh, this is a BevNet award? Oh, I forgot to put that in there. Oh, yeah. Our boy, uh, GT. Hey! George Thomas, right? GT Dave. GT Dave. Don't you First announced at BevNet Live Winter 2018, GT's dream catcher is a sparkling wellness water. I don't know about this. Sparkling I know, wellness water. Breaking news. Enhanced with 25 migs of CBD. So where Dirty Lemon threw in the towel, abandoned their CBD plans. I'm not sure why they did that. Yeah, everybody's coming on board. It was a conservative move, but GT... Might have been investor-related. Is embracing it. Don't do that. You mean like Coca-Cola? Is that... Did that happen? I thought it did. Did Coke put money in there? My God, you are out of the loop, Insider. I forgot about that. Is that right? Because that would be a clear reason. Oh, that's we better confirm that. <laughs> We're speaking out of turn, perhaps. We don't want to get this news wrong. We don't. Don't mock. You... No. What kind I, of journalist I... mocks newsworthiness? You. Who nailed it? Look at you. You nailed it. Begs the question. Coke Which leads, one of us is the insider? Coke leads $15 million investment run in Dirty Lemon. Parent, Iris Nova. I look at him. Good for you. That's why he did it. You're right. Okay. All right. But GT, as we know, He's huge empire, privately owned. Privately right? owned. Uh, and he can call his own shot. Quite a story. What else? You know what you've been missing by not following uh, GT Dave himself on Instagram? Is he got this new piece of art? It's like a giant the, uh, the Kapoor, the, uh, silver um, disc. He's had that for a long time. Well, that's all he keeps posting is people walking up to this thing and then the reflection yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of emerges as that's, they get closer. It's one of his things. That's an uh, Anish Kapoor, I think, is the artist. I don't remember quite, asking. Quite well known for those of us that care about art. Anish Kapoor, a British sculptor born in Bombay, worked in London since early 70s. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Mark, uh, I was you. an art critic. Of so I think were. I'm more qualified to uh, discuss this than you. I'll tell you, because he, he's known for... Oh, let's see how they describe it. Blowing minds? Well, he's known for large... Optical illusory... Yes. Things that are actually quite complicated, but look very smooth and simple. And mm. Anyway. He's worked up oh, highly reflective surfaces of polished stainless steel. They're mirror-like. He's got one in uh, Chicago that's very... Famous. The Bean. I think it's The Bean. The Bean. Okay. Closed loop there. Great job. We did a good job on that one. Welcome to the future. <laughs> there's one more. Oh, there's one more? That was going to be my 
close out of this well, segment. We but could okay. close it. I don't need to. What is this? This says how to get a flat belly. Oh, very simple. And this kind of, hey, this is a teaser for something we've got queued up later for you. But um, oh. consume plant-based foods that contain a good amount of fiber. Oh, yeah. This will lead to an increase in your bowel movement. Yep. And as you are eliminating waste from your body and talking to your husband on the phone, you are simultaneously eliminating weights. And influencing with posts. Yep. Yep. That's right. I mean, I think that's, pr- that's hard and fast science. The more you poop, the less you weigh. Absolutely. And I've read estimates on Alkaline Vegan News' feed that at any given moment, we all have between 10 and 20 pounds. Oh, that's not true. Of unpooped poop. I don't think that's true. In your pooper. That's not true. 10 and 20 pounds? You heard it here first. And last. Great segment. Are we done? I guess so. Episode 144, Je Uh, Mark? Josh. Oft quoted as saying while out to dinner with others. Enjoy that steak. Oh, right. Here we are. While you can. More evidence of how apt I am at those dinners. Oh, okay. 14 professional athletes have joined the roster of investors and ambassadors of California-based vegan brand Beyond Meat. Why? Because they experience firsthand the health and performance benefits of plant-based meat. It's really a no-brainer. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Shaq. Chris Paul. Victor Oladipo. DeAndre Jordan, JaVale McKee. JaVale McGee! Harrison Barnes, Luke Walton. Then you go to the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins, Malcolm Jennings, Derek Morgan, and his wife, Charity. Wow. Ski racer, Lindsey Vaughn. Rock climber, Alex... Smith. Snowboarder, Sean White. A cavalcade of athletes. Does this mean they're all vegan or they're just all buying in on... They've all invested in the company. They're all going to be part of this Go Beyond campaign. I can't imagine they're all vegan, do you think? Probably not. Maybe largely. Not so, vegan. I bet a lot of them are. Or close. I think anyone who's interested in the future right now is seriously examining the benefits of a plant-based diet for their own health as well as the planet's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down the list of stories, and every time you make the link to the future, I'm going to put a checkbox. Good job. There's going to be a lot of checkboxes. There sure are. Because this is the podcast from the future. Two minutes left. Okay. From this living room. So that's a good story. But it's nothing compared to this straightforward news getting pulled from the shelves at Needle in the Hay Salon. Yeah, so Shu Amura, Art of Hair, this is a, uh, we, we carry their styling line um, and a few of their shampoos. Um, you know, he, Shu himself you don't, was you a... Don't, you don't have to tell me. I'm just giving you a little background. Shu was a makeup artist and sort of brings that lens to hair care. Uh, the products that he uh, produces that we carry work very well and straightforward. It is not an exception. It is a spray. So you'd spray it on the hair and then you'd flat iron the hair or blow dry it. Uh, and it almost acts like the same way a Brazilian blowout does in that it coats, I think it coats the strands and keratin and makes frizzy hair very smooth. It's a very desired look. Um, but we do not do Brazilian blowouts in our salon. Do you know about Brazilian blowouts? Uh, is that different than a regular blowout? It is. It's a straightening treatment um, that is. It smells insane when someone's doing it. Like the Ooh. fumes that it produces are quite noxious, and they they really kind of affect people in a certain way. And so, you that know, when Nick dangerous. when Nikki worked at Bang, they used to do them there, and she'd get like headaches and stuff. She, she did not care for them at all. Um, and so we don't we don't we don't it sounds like uh, a Dr. Seuss rhyme you're breaking into. No, I do not care for them at all. <laughs> I do not care for them at all. Well, we do not care for them, and we do not uh, do them at our salon. Good. Yeah. Uh, but what we realized is 
uh, some people were doing blowouts with straight forward the other day, and Nikki was getting that familiar headache. Ooh. And so she was like, I think it might be that straightforward. I think it, it makes, it's got something in it that is similar to Brazilian, Brazilian blowouts. So uh, product research went down. I hopped on the computer and discovered, well, I looked at the ingredient list and I discovered that it has a common ingredient in, <gasps> in skin and hair care products called cyclopentasiloxane. Yes. There you go. Uh, and you know, if you were using that in a skincare or like, uh, a hair care product that you weren't heating, it probably wouldn't cause any problems. But what happens when you hit that with high heat, like a, a flat iron or a hair dryer, is that it releases formaldehyde. Ooh. And that is one of the big knocks against the Brazilian blowout is that it contains a little bit of formaldehyde. And so when you heat it up, you're breathing in formaldehyde. Yikes. Uh, which can cause, it's a carcinogen. It can give you breathing problems, coughing, sure, sure. wheezing, course, skin rashes, eye, nose, uh, throat irritation, maybe you know, even ear. Let's throw ear in there too. <laughs> Formaldehyde. You can, it, yeah, it's very heavy potent stuff. chemical. Well, I've heard too that exposure to the, the Brazilian blowout fumes can make your body more sensitive to formaldehyde in general. And I think there are trace amounts of formaldehyde in clothing, like uh, synthetic mm -hmm. fabrics. These? Your fleeces, yes. So you'd be, no, no, you might your, be... Your couch, your bed, all sorts of stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so you might be likely to get more rashes, too, if you're being exposed to this airborne formaldehyde, Mark. Power move from Needle in the Hay Salon, proactively yeah. taking down. Yeah, we are a green circle salon. And we you care. are like the food babe of the hair industry. We are. We're still selling the product. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined the <laughs> Well... We're more than happy to make a buck off the product. Well, I mean, we took it off our back bar because we don't want... But like, we're not going to use it. <laughs> well, some of our stylists, like when we took it off back bar, I was like, do you, do you want it? They're like, oh yeah, we love it. I love it. You know, I mean, I think if you're using it, you know, periodically on your own hair and you're inhaling a little formaldehyde, probably yeah. not great for you, but probably not like... It's a compromised world. You're always inhaling Yeah, something. but if you're in an environment where people are doing that multiple times throughout the day. Yeah, sure. And you're doing it yourself, then you're inhaling oh. a lot more than your fair share of that stuff. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to reorder once we're out of our current stock, but oh, well, that remains to let, be seen. Let me just say, that yeah. if I were the food babe of the food of the uh, hair industry, mm -hmm. and I heard that someone had made such a conscientious move, and I was so ready to applaud them, but yeah. then I heard <laughs> that really, no, we're not putting our money where our mouth is. We're going to sell it, but just not use it inside. Well, some people don't aren't affected by it. Hey. Some people do Brazilians and it doesn't bother oh, them. Oh, you would like to think so. Well, look at this. So I found this other article from InStyle Magazine. Maybe you can find a nice, a nice uh, compliment. Something else. Everything you need to know about Brazilian blowouts by Marianne Misha Q. Why do you do? Okay. Uh, it's a liquid keratin formula. Bonds to each strand, like I said. Sealing the cuticle. It's like armor against external damage. Treatment originated in Brazil, Natch. Shocking. Uh, and uses ingredients indigenous to the country, including camu camu, nice. anato seed, nice. and acai berry. Oh, great. Uh, so this and is formaldehyde. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what's strange. I was trying to see if I could find like a lineage of Brazilian blowout. I wasn't able to dig anything up, but like there must have been a point where they started adding formaldehyde. Mm. Was it once just a pure nuts and berries approach to straightening hair? Perhaps. But the problem is now a lot of these, because of its origins, it often gets uh, marketed as being 
a little more natural than it is. Mm. And some of them have like acai in the name. Yeah, sure. And when you, I know that acai is a trigger word for a natural products insider. You think, you instantly think antioxidants, you think health, Um, you think superfood. You know what they're doing? They're trying to get inside that health halo. The health halo, indeed. Put put, put acai on there. Nobody's going to bother to see if there's anything else. Reading from that InStyle magazine article, and then we're done, Mark. Uh, Jennifer... Matos of New York City's Rita Hazan Salon confirms that the treatment is safe on any hair type and actually helps How to does improve. She know? Well, she's a hairstylist, Mark. Uh, and she and actually helps to improve shine as well as moisture levels. Everyone is concerned because of the formaldehyde in the formula, but there isn't any more in this than there would be in your nail polish, she says. There is a very, very small amount, but with any chemical processing, there's always a chain reaction of bonding and Bonding the treatment to your hair, the only situation which... Yes, okay. So anyway, so she's saying... The distinction would be, of course, that a nail polish you would apply and not necessarily heat heat up. I guess you might put it under a drying lamp, but you're not like exposing it to high heat and creating a cloud of vapor. Cooking it into its fumes. There you go. So, you know, frequently on this podcast, Mark gives us a peek into the... Behind the curtains of the natural product space. Here we go. And here we went behind the beauty industry curtain. There's Oh, I'm sure there's lots of skeletons in that closet. There is. You know what another hot topic is, Mark? There are. Lots of skeletons. There is a lot. No, I'm sure there are lots of skeletons. Oh, you said lots. If you said a lot of skeletons, then I, then I would have said there is a lot. Right, but I didn't. We'll have to check the tape on that, but... Uh, fragrances. Maybe you could shine some light on this, Mark. Oh, we've, sure. we've heard that like fragrances are something that the FDA doesn't really uh, have regulatory control over, <clears throat> and that there are a lot of suspect flavors, chemical and agents in fragrances. Well, you know what you're getting right to the heart of is the whole Lacroix debacle. Well, that's the natural flavoring, right? That's, oh, you want? Wh- I'm talking about well, fragrance. Fla- flavors, fragrances. Well, see, a flavor you taste with tat. your tongue and a fragrance yeah, yeah. is <laughs> something that you smell, Mark. God, you're like a you're like a CNN talking head. <laughs> no, no, no. A fragrance <laughs> is something that you smell. Whereas a flavor... Yeah, there's a lot of dirty secrets. Oh, man, those hand gestures would have been great for our video segment. <laughs> Yeah, people want to know because on a label you might just put natural flavors or fragrance. Hey, you I, might. Now I need to know more. I need to know all those dirty little secrets, all those little steps you took. Something happened with Lacroix. They got walloped this week. Did they? I think they had like an earning and the CEO did something crazy again. Really? I think he got mad. That I can't remember. Oh, well, thanks for bringing it up. Oh, you want to find it? Real I quick? guess. So can fill some dead air. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a, an educator come teach a class at the salon, and she had to give up doing hair entirely. Here it is uh, in her own salon because of just the. Then the, they use like very natural based products, but just the fragrances were giving her. Ooh, uh, yeah, a lot of serious problems. Yeah, sure. So when she came into our salon, like she usually brings her own shampoo, but she had forgotten, so she grabbed all of our. She checked our Kevin Murphy line, which is a, a primarily a natural-based line, but she was smelling each one until... Then she smelled one and, like, okay, this is the one I'll use. A nose for fragrance. <laughs> a nose for shampoos. Uh, Nick Caparella, the 82-year-old CEO... Well, that's He's 82? <laughs> that tells you something. <laughs> that's the problem. 
82-year-old CEO of the National Beverage Corporation is sorry, deeply sorry, not for allegedly sexually assaulting two airline pilots. What? What? But for the failures of his most famous product, LaCroix Seltzer Water, in a bizarre press release, he verbally prostrated himself before investors and, as CNBC reported, blamed a 16% drop in shares on injustice. Somehow it gets weirder from there. Managing a brand is not so different from caring for someone who becomes handicapped. Brands do not see or hear, so they are at the mercy of their owners or care providers who must preserve the dignity and special character that the brand example Who's saying this? Him? Yep. Uh, that's not worth reading. Okay. Have you, well, what's the big scandal? He, did he, he assaulted two, like on the same flight? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, that's a different story. Well, follow the link. It seems like he's very, he, he very often he anthropomorphizes, anthropomorphizes. He's like an anamorph. He can change into his something. product saying it's something he has to care for. It's like a baby. Oh yeah. What I is, think of that's just simple personification. He has earned a small measure of infamy for his colorful, colorful and bizarre official statements. In 2012, for instance, he wrote, Have you ever observed someone on a busy street trying to parallel park while it's raining? Today, the license plate on that car would read, America. Ooh. Is that a dig on America? That decline? I guess that we can't parallel park in the rain. All right, let's see if we can find something about these, these assaults. That was we'll considered inflammatory or just strange? I think he said something about the injustice he's suffering and that they said, screw you, and tanked his stock. Billionaire behind LaCroix accused of improper touching by two pilots. Pilots? That's what it says. He got all the way up into the cockpit? I'm going to get cut off on this article. Unwanted touching while flying in the cockpit of a business jet. Two pilots. He inappropriately touched them on multiple trips. Both men. Hmm. Look at him. All right. Well, that's in the back there. It needs to be... Oh, is that him? No, I don't know. Moving on. There's no pictures of him? It's alleged. Is he like a lovable old guy or... Oh, let's see. I'll find a picture for you that you can shove it up your ass. Well, that was sexual assault, Mark. Thanks. <laughs> Microaggression. Um, LaCroix. Nick. There he is. Let's see. Eh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's a lovable old man. Ugh. He's an old man. He is an old man. He looks like he, he kind of looks like Joe Biden's older brother. <laughs> All right, where are we? Matchmaking. Oh, I got I got excited and clipped it out. Oh. What did you do to your audio? I don't know. That was weird. And now, like now, the bass is different. <laughs> now it's back to normal. I don't think so. Martha Stewart had some help on her CBD deal with weed grower Canopy. Martha Stewart getting in bed with the CBD gang. And who connected them? GT Dave. Snoop Dogg. Oh, of course. Snoop Dogg connected. We come to Canopy. She's advising Canopy on creating a line of CBD products for both people. I think she's starting with pets. Really? Very, uh, a lot of high uptake on pet CBD. Pet CBDs. I've, I, think, I feel like they carry pet CBD stuff over at the local pet shop. Uh, CGs. A lot of people are... It, it's a safe introduction. You, you know, you can see pets. It's with safe people. how? Like you can watch it's and see you. if it fucks them up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Scout didn't care for that. He didn't care for that at all. Um, you know, you, I, miracle stories. My dog couldn't jump on my bed anymore. I gave him CBD and now he's woo. The miracle stories just don't stop with CBD. You can do stop, everything and, and everything. All right, where are we? Okay. CRISPR watch. Oh Are you boy. ready? Yeah. 
Okay. I'm ready. This is a critical year for CRISPR. Sure Rodolphe Barangu. He's a CRISPR pioneer. He's one of the scientists who first identified... He was a Dennis. Like he's got a CRISPR bacteria covered wagon microbiome stuff. Great. He now leads the CRISPR lab at North Carolina State University in Raleigh. We know it works. We know it's real. Now its success depends on whether or not you and I are going to eat it. And whether or not we can complete the organ trail. Scientists around the world. Oh, anywhere in the world. You can get a CRISPR kit for $67, $65, $65 from the broad institutes, nonprofit organization, ad gene in case you're in the market. Do you need like any sort of credentials to get a CRISPR machine? Which has helped create a global CRISPR boom. According to the organization's statistics, the kits have been requested 64,561 times by scientists in 67 countries. Wow, that's a lot of potential superbugs. And here's the bonus, Josh. Hmm. In a separate story, mm-hmm. Japan, the Japanese government, is poised to rule that CRISPR edited foods are safe to eat. Yep. Transformational moment in global food systems. I think it's a veiled attempt to produce uh, lab-grown whale meat. Could be. Could be. I think you're thinking a little small. Am I? Am I thinking too narrow? A little bit. The future's broader than that. The future's a very broad place. And bright. I'm not afraid of CRISPR. Are you afraid of CRISPR? Would you buy a CRISPR food? Well, it's kind of pointless being afraid of CRISPR at this point because that is the future. When I when I am at the grocer mm. and I see the non-GMO label... Mm. Part of me kind of here we go. Here we go. Part of me is kind of like, oh, that's adorable. Oh, <laughs> oh! I wish it you. weren't so. Did you? Kinda. I think it'd be no. better if it could just be like a nice, wholesome, organic food future. But well, oh, I, I think see. we've I think we've tarnished we've our resources. That. that is the to the point where that's probably not. An I option. think people are trying to learn the lesson of GMO <clears throat> 1.0 which it was all about the chemicals and the big chemical companies and not about the benefit. It was like you avoid pesticides and then you spray more than you thought you would. Anyway, this is a whole different story. This is like, oh, my apple didn't brown. Oh, my mushrooms didn't get slimy. They hey, were if cr- my mushrooms crispered. could not get slimy, <laughs> that would be something. I'm kind of thinking as part of my remodel, I'd, I'd love to set up some growing capability. Like, I'd like to grow some lettuces and some mushrooms. Out there? Or no, in? inside, in the basement. Hydroponic? Hydro, homie. Aqua? Aqua, I think that'd be fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, bit, pre- like, a little bit preppery, but... Well, no, you could just have, like, super fresh salad all the time. That's preppery. Salad is preppery. Yeah. Not really. Your own little agriculture system in the basement. Oh, how just foolish. Just in case things get dark. No, just in case I get hungry for some salad. It right. doesn't have freaking infestation of these little... I get weird garden bugs when I try and grow kale. Every oh, time yeah. I go kale, I get pests. Oh, man, that's too bad. If they're growing in my basement. You know what you do? You sp- hit them with a little Dr. Bronner's. No, that would work. Or I have some neem it does. oil. No. Well, neem oil is a natural solution Neem? Well. Neem oil. There's a whole, look it up, Dr. Bronner's, some water, spray can, problem solved. Yeah, I'd say there's just about uh, nothing that Bronner's can't solve.
See what I mean? If you two had a song that good, they'd be lucky, the twats. Um, Just for you, Mark. What was that little extra? Well, that was... I shouldn't have started putting away this uh, tripod. Your big rod. Uh, Quit fiddling. Check the Google Doc, Mark, because that is from... There's no Google Doc. Check the Medium document, Mark, because... Welcome to Littleton. That was an excerpt from something I just... 
stumbled upon in SoundCloud. You know, you know, like when you're listening to one thing and then it just starts playing something else. The algorithms, the algorithm controls the future. And that, I mean, that's another discussion. Yeah, that's another discussion. Quit horning in the future. Last time I checked, I thought this was the podcast from the future. It is. You're right. Okay. Well, so here's what you need to know. Is uh, Am I coming in? Am I hot? Kind of. All right. Um, I'm not hot. Oh, kind of. I get it. What? Go ahead. <laughs> what? I thought I had would have this information. What is this Littleton business? It says, it says it right here. On January 1, 1908, the Nimrod expedition headed by Ernest Shackleton. What? Why is that in here? Well, oh. okay, Littleton is a... So you're reading straight from the dock, unfiltered. Yeah, Mark, unfiltered. I got it. It's a Maori word. Oh, Hinehu. So anyway, that song was on a mix. Okay, hold on for But that. it was like a radio broadcast. Yeah. That this guy, I forget With, his... Have you checked the children... Have you checked the? Ch- he was this New Zealander, this Kiwi. Yeah, uh, I forget his name because <laughs> I don't have the right thing open. Oh, great! But he ran. He was in a band and he ran a record label. And it's just him playing some records from a radio broadcast. Did he play that song? He played that song, which is the Wasp Factory singing "Steel Sky." Steel Blue Skies. Look at you! You you went in and corrected, and you mangled the name of this. song. I didn't touch that. It's called, called Steel, Steel Blue, Blue Skies. Skies. It's not in the dock, right? Uh, it was in the dock, right, until you went in and... If you would save your shit, like, when you do it, instead of wait for nine other iterations to happen, no, I'm sorry. That's not what happened. All right. What he recorded... So, okay, a couple things when I heard this come up in couple my things? SoundCloud feed. There were a couple things that piqued my interest. How many things? The first thing is the New Zealand accent, which... Love it. I swear I could just... Listen to, I could just listen to someone talk about and anything. How apropos, Josh, we have a mutual friend who, as we speak, I think, is landing in New Zealand, moved his family there. Shout out, Shaggy Brownie. Just throwing caution to the wind. I think he had a plan and a job. Okay. So, I mean. Oh, yeah, Shaggy Brownie, longtime contributor of uh, all sorts of poop stories to poop the news. So, he's going to be regulating <laughs> poop <laughs> systems over in New Zealand. Yeah, good friends of our kids. So, those two things obviously piqued Parting my interest. Parting is such sweet sorrow, but we're very excited for but it. But then a third thing piqued my interest. He was, coming to a, he was coming to us live from Littleton. Wait, so the first one is New Zealand accent, second one is Shaggy Brownie, is that, third is Littleton. Is that he, he, said he was coming from Littleton. I come from Littleton, Colorado. You do. <clears throat> so this guy's a little bit angsty. He's playing old records, which is, you know, he's, he's cataloging logging the music of his youth. This is so Littleton. On this radio broadcast, which is like, this is checking so many boxes for me. What is wrong with you? I, I think ever since I peeked out, I like lost bass. Well, it was probably the universe setting things right. I'm ready. That often happens in the future. So that's Littleton, huh? Um, so then I dug so what in is this just a little bit. Business. It was just this radio broadcast had been posted as a SoundCloud post. That's all. This is about serendipity, Mark. Ah, serendipity. All right. So uh, will you know. serendipity exist in the mirror world? That remains to be seen. Littleton <laughs> is a port town on the north shore of Littleton Harbor at the northwestern end of the Banks Peninsula and close to Christchurch Church on the eastern coast of the South Island of New Zealand. So I believe Shaggy Browning is moving to the northern part of New Zealand. North Island, I think you'll be in Auckland. I'm in like one ear. I don't care. You need to deal with it. I'm not stopping It's okay there? It sounds okay to me. All right. It looks looks totally normal. Three days from now, you're going to be like, oh, by the way. No, I'm looking at the waveforms, man. Okay, good. Strong and tall. Christchurch would be the, the... 
it's tragic news. Well, yeah, and so then of, of course, the but, but that is South again, Island. It's, it's near Christchurch. I am from Littleton, where Columbine High School oh, was. I went this. to Columbine. There's like just the world. I'm is... not saying there's deep connections here, but there's parallels. Yeah, and those parallels there's, add up to paranoias, serendipity. Uh, uh, Auckland is North Island. Yep, a little bit of ways, but you know what? Nothing's that far in New Zealand. But shout out to the New Zealand government for being Can't able to spit without hitting a sheep. Pass sensible gun control within a week. Yeah, that's kind of that's impressive. It is impressive. It's sad in comparison. It is. Um, I, I don't know if we need to delve into why that happened because I, I didn't read that article. <laughs> Which one? The one that I saw in my newsfeed that was explaining why it's so hard to get that stuff passed here. As oh, opposed to... please. You, you're... What is going... Oh, my God. I got to do this. It's like the left right is off. Yeah, you're like, the you're, left right is off. You're bouncing around or something. I don't know. You're hearing it, too. It's just you're heavier in one ear. Yeah. Well. I didn't do that. You did do that. Oh it was your actions God. that led to this quagmire. That's just going to cause you more headache in post. No, nope, I'm just going to leave it. Yeah. No one will notice on their car stereo. Hemp or oats, please. The dirty truth about oat milk. Now, you get a headline like that, you're going to click it, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Phil Pot brought us that one. But you know what? Don't worry. I wasn't. Move over, almond and soy. An oat milk boom, as I argued in a piece last year, forget that, could help the Midwest solve some of its most dire agricultural issues. There's research out this month to help it support the case for cover. You should cover the region in oats. I'm all for it. I'm just saying. You saw it coming. Isn't what that you what you do saying? in your smoothies? You do hemp or oat, right? Oh, oat milk's been the, the oat on, or the nut milk on the upswing for well, we know, well, yeah, a while. It started with baristas. A lot of people do it. There was a big New Yorker article about course, oat milk. I'm not saying, yeah, of course. I'm just saying you as well. If I'm not, if I'm not correct, I think this might... Your non-dairy alternative consumption habits are hemp or oat. Hemp or oat, a little bit of almond. Oh, a little bit of almond. Not a lot of soy. No, no, no soy milk anymore. I don't buy the soy milk. No, I don't buy soy milk. I don't want uh, estrogen. Well, whenever you buy that oat milk, Josh, you're contributing to drops in water pollution. You're keeping soil fixed in place so it doesn't run off. You're improving good. crop yields. You're doing other good stuff. So congrats. So you're saying oats are the new rapeseed? Do rape you seed? buy... Yep. The oat, the rape, all the same. Do you buy... rape jokes. I'm not making a rape joke. You're trying to make some sort of silly little oat rape joke. Really in poor taste. Yeah. I don't want any of that in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Now you're being strangled by your own headphones. (laughs) Do you buy... Technology is conspiring to teach you a lesson, Mark. Oh, my God. It's so imbalanced. Here's my question. When you go, when you buy oat milk, are you buying refrigerated oat milk or shelf stable? I buy the shelf stable because... That's all there is, often it's sprouts. You nailed it, buddy. Nailed it right on the head. I am Hard. thinking, though, that I would maybe like to make my own oat milk. Can you Can't do that? Can't be that hard. You can make almond... All you do is throw milk... To make almond milk, you put almonds and water in a Vitamix and blend the crap out of it, and then you strain it through some cheesecloth a couple times. Or you could just leave that stuff in there if you look want. Look at to. you. Look, give me this look. Did you think they were actually milking individual oat <laughs> no. nuts for the milk? That's know. what you thought? No, they I were did squeezing not the moisture that. out of a nut. Oh my god! What are you insane? So, so for oat milk, you would just get rolled oats and why not? You could try it at least. 
I'm sure you could make something out of you it. You could blend it into some sort of frothy white thing, and then you oh, yeah. strain the heck out of it, and then you got some oat milk. That's what she said. It can't be that hard to make, but a lot well, of places it, upcharge for that oat milk. They do, because yeah. it's not widely distributed here in the U.S. But well, and it's, it's also there. saving the world. And that always costs money. So wait, your whole point was telling me that who's advocating that we should sow the Midwest with nothing but oats? Full pot. Oh, okay, yeah, like wipe Mother out. Jones fill pot. So no more subsidized corn and no more or egregious at, soy at, growth? Or at least it's so monoculture-ish with those two that you just mentioned so, that you bring it, as, as Dan Barber in our Alkaline Vegan News segment was telling you, you got to rotate mm-hmm. these things in. That study, I think, showed that if, you, if it was corn and soy with clover and oat. And rapeseed. There was no rape. Again. You, you get better results. Okay. So bring on the oats. You need, you need diversity in your crop mix. This is fine. Let's move on. I'm trying to see if somehow you turn. It sounds like you turned a phaser effect on you. Like I hear this. Uh, I'm telling you. I hear Yeah, I hear some. It's the ghost in the machine. Everybody be super quiet. What's the hum? It's just some standard feedback that we experience. Fridge. So it's better to talk on a podcast. Josh's fiber campaign scores a win, a big win, because you know who brought some light to the issue this week? Uh, I know who brought some light to the issue for the past hundred episodes of this right, podcast. I'm not saying you haven't done your part. All right, let's just restate that. Who do we know at <clears throat> Vox? Who's at Vox? Oh, at Vox? Julia Belouz. Belouz! Big story on baby fiber. Belooza. <laughs> baby Belouz. Baby Belouz. When we fret about the deterioration of the American diet, we tend to focus on the excessive amounts of sugar, salt, and calories we're now eating. What we don't talk about? An important ingredient. I think she calls it the original superfood. Super something. That's gone missing as we've been filling our plates with more chicken and cheese. Fiber! Chicken and cheese. Only 5% of people in the U.S. meet the Institute of Medicine's recommended daily target of, remember this, 25 grams for, wi- grams for women, 38 grams for men. Guess who's in that 5%, Mark? Well, I, Mr. Three Pillows Shits in the Morning. I don't know. because doing his social media work. Uh, gross all around. <laughs> a, uh, how much? Here you go, Josh. I want you to think through your day because a cup of cooked oatmeal, four grams of fiber. Mm-hmm. A pear? I'm eating lots of fruits. Six grams of fiber. How about a mandarin orange? How about if you eat eight organic mandarin (laughs) oranges a day? I don't know. That's a lot of fiber. A McDonald's hamburger? One gram, so you got to cut that out. Damn. None in soda. Now you, I mean, you're an early advocate to the whole psyllium game. Uh Uh-huh. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Time to drink a shake. Well, no, my original uh, regimen was I would at night... We don't, okay. I would drink my big, I'd stir up my glass of water and husks, psyllium husks, and I'd drink that down. And then my bedtime tea was Smooth Move, the uh, laxative herbal tea from traditional medicinals. Good God, that's a double hit. And so, but I'd wake up every morning, uh, my my insides would be, that gentle twist was happening. (laughs) I could feel things moving, and then I'd saunter into the bathroom and take, a great big pillow shit, man. Gent, that gentle twist is happening. That is so gross. 
That should probably be on the traditional municipal's box <laughs> for that gentle twist on the inside. Oh, is that our show? <laughs> that gentle twist is happening? Or for that gentle twist on the inside. That's even more evocative. Gross. I'm um, a poet, Mark. And you don't know it. No, I know it. I just That's said it. That's the problem. The problem is that I know I'm the a poet. Is that you know it. Yep. Okay. Um, so we all so big oversized ups, poet head. Big ups for psyllium. Hey, if your <clears> stool <throat> is hard, but psyllium helps soften it. Duh. If your stool is too loose, the water absorbing capacity can add the water. The water. The abs- water. <laughs> Did I say the water? Yeah. Did you used to have that accent and you <laughs> trained yourself out of it? <laughs> the water. 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 Well, with much effort. I am. I keep trying to say water. Take the wash. The water. Put the wash in the water. The water. The water. I might say water. I think you might. Shit. Isn't that from the region where you were born? Isn't that like that? What, what, the deep south? No, not the (laughs) the deep south. I was born in Richmond, Virginia. Right. Isn't that where, isn't like D.C. Where's the water accent? (laughs) I don't know. I crap. I've been priding myself for years on not having any accent. I have a flat voice affect. But I think I might have one with water. 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 Damn. How do you say it? Water. 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 I water, can water, if water. I want to. I know. Because you trained yourself. If your stool is too loose, the water absorbing capacity can add form. Add form. All right, Josh. You think you're a badass? I'm going to take you to Tanzania. What are you doing? texting my wife unbelievable she wants she needs some coffee she's tired she's working a should be at work till almost 10 p.m tonight she went in at nine and she's asking you for coffee you're well, here I've, well I'm, i told you i had to leave at one you're gonna go get her coffee well i have to go pick some other things up so yeah and take some things to the salon so i'll add coffee to my list of things to get oh i got it you see it's a partnership it's Mark. A shopping list. a successful okay. business is a partnership Tanzania, the heads mm. of people, one of the few remaining hunter-gatherer groups on the planet. We know him because old Jeff Lynch had done his microbiome quest would study him. Josh, these tribe tribe members, this is indicative of how much fiber earlier humans probably ate. Mm-hmm. Hadza tribe, 100 to 150 grams of fiber per day. That's enough to fill some 50 bowls of Cheerios. With pillow shits. 10 times what we eat. How do they do it? Their diet is rich in roughage. Yep. Tubers. Yep. Tubers, beans, fruits. Berries. Fruits that haven't been bred to be excessively juicy and fleshy. Fruits with more fiber content, Mark. What are you talking about? Read on. Organic. <laughs> Baobab. 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 And they don't eat any ultra-processed foods. More than 10,000 years ago, before agriculture and selective plant breeding, early fruits and vegetables were almost unrecognizable by today's standards. Oh, like what I just said. Yeah, you did. You looked ahead. Prescient. Meat replaced fibrous beans and lentils as the main source of protein. So many health impacts from that. We cleared out the whole grain fractions from our bread. Yep. It's wreaking havoc on our microbiome because these gut bacteria, they don't get the fiber they need. What do they do when they don't get the fiber? Here's the theory. This is very bad. They eat away at the mucus layer. And that mucus layer is protective. We're we're digesting ourselves. (sighs) Kind of, I guess. With all this protein obsessed. If we stop feeding the microbiome fiber, the bacterial 
bacteria will I just need to slow down. The bacteria? The the back the bacteria will resort more frequently to digesting that mucus barrier as a source of nutrients. That sounds bad. It keeps path it, the mucus keeps pathogens out. Ugh. <clears throat> if you like smoothies, Josh, throw your fruits, veggies, and nuts in a blender. That's a great piece of advice from Boris. If you like smoothies, throw your fruits, veggies, and nuts in a blender. I think that's good advice. I think what they're saying is like you, you might think to, I you might think that that blending would somehow diminish the fiber the oh, quality of the fiber. Contrary to the hype about smoothies degrading fiber, some of the researchers I spoke to actually encourage this approach. Yeah, I spoke to those researchers too. Even baking does not destroy most fibers. Hallelujah! More fiber. Fiber attack. We're going to keep fighting this battle. Ringing the bell. Someday oh, someone's going to listen. Well, I'm listening. People have been trying for decades on this one. But might, the time might be right. You never know. They just, until now, Mark, they didn't have the right spokesperson. Okay. Now that I'm on board you, with you, my pillow shit prophecy. And your deep crevice. My deep, my deep crevice. It's keeper com- of the pillow shits. It's all coming together. All right. I think we're done. Oh, no. We got one more. Oh, do we? Starts in the gut. What is this about? Oh, interior in our guts may be impacting human health and disease by telling host genes what to do, say researchers who have uncovered a new mechanism by which our microbiome communicates with and controls the DNA of our own cells. Via nitric oxide, they think. They track nit- no, no, no. This came from NutriIngredients.com. Okay. Nitric oxide secreted by gut bacteria. They've done studies in the, wor- in the old worms. In C- the warren? The worms. C. elegans. A very famous worm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you feed you you feed yourself the right stuff. It is communicated via the gut to the genes throughout the body to mm-hmm. to promote or degrade health. They're figuring out how it's signal how the signal is happening. The theory has been there for a while. God. But what you need to do oh, with what your I need fibers, to do is turn the camera back on. These hand gestures are just priceless. What you need to do is never forget. It's like I'm watching a TED talk. That the whole, that the entire pre- probiotic proposition depends on a prebiotic foundation. Uh, yeah. We know this. Yeah, we know this. We know this. That's why fiber is such a big deal. You gotta, you gotta set the terms. Ooh, I like that. You gotta take control of your own ass <laughs> or gut, your own upper ass. Hey, man, I just did a big article on gut brain axis. On upper ass axis. All of this, all these brain problems. Where do they start, Josh? The upper ass, the gut. The gut. It's because your gut is your second brain, right? You got that right. It's a backup brain, a proto brain, a second brain. See, I think what we're hurtling toward again is that future that we've been teasing and titillating, Mark. Where, Jesus. Mark, where all these scientific discoveries come back around oh, and connect with ancient wisdom sure. about the more metaphysical and you know, misinterpreted side of existence, Mark. This is a very exciting time to be alive. It's like we're living in the future. I mean, never has this...